0: Hi, my name is Carliana and you are listening to C.E. Over It. Hello, lovelies, and welcome to this week's episode, where we are going to be talking to those of you who are feeling a little run down and are just trying to keep your head above water. This is going to be nothing of how to, but just all inspirational and all just like you go, you got this. And I hope this just like reframes and gives you a little bit of an extra push to go through the week because I've been there more times than I can count so many freaking times where I'm like looking at my business and I know I want to do more. I have so many ambitions, so many projects, so many goals, but like I can't even touch those because I'm barely paying my bills and I have drowning in client work. And like, I just stopping work at 12 a.m. is hard enough. Like I can't put more on my plate. So how do you scale and how do you do these things that you're excited about and you wanna do and you know would be so freaking awesome while going to bed at 8 p.m. and still having like a fun life? Uh, Like how to switch from survival mode to fun mode in your business. It takes a while and it takes a lot of mind shit, mind shit, <laughs> mindset. Maybe we should call it mind shit because honestly, that's what it is. <laughs> mindset shifts. It takes more mindset shifts, honestly, than anything. So I'm excited to talk about like a few of the things that are going to help us today. Before we get into it, let's talk about the realities of business. Let's get to our first little pre-segment. Okay. Realities that are happening. Honestly, there's not much going on. We are just in this phase of my business where I have to keep telling myself like, okay, no, we're not creating more. We're not doing more. Uh, We are just working with what we have. And we're going to talk about this actually on today's episode and we're going to make it work. We're making it work and it's taking a lot of time figuring out how to make the business work within the constraints that we have as a business but it's been a really interesting, awesome learning time. And I'm already starting to see so many improvements, so much growth from that, that it's given me a lot of hope. So it's honestly just been a really, really slow season for us. There's lots of back-end things happening where we're like refining systems. We're going through our sales process and we're like nitpicking the crap out of it to be like, hey, here's where we could be better. You know, this sales email or this sequence, or this is where we could be better. We're going through our processes we're going through our programs and we're just like nitpicking the crap out of it because like this is the time where we get to be picky and we get to be perfectionist and we're just scaling what we already have we're not creating anything new we're just trying to get to a million dollars with what is already in front of us because i think that's like a big thing that we all really struggle with when it's like oh my gosh like i'm going to create this new part like i need to get to a million dollars so i need to do more 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 again something we're going to talk about in the episode but i am Forcing myself to get to a million dollars with exactly what we already have. Pulling from content that we already have. Pulling from marketing ideas that we've already used. Just reuse and recycle in our business as much as possible. And I am really confident that I think we can get there. So excited to update you guys and hopefully have, you know, in six months be like, yep, we did it. It's going to be awesome. But right now, there's not much to update there. Okay. Oh, this is a small update. I don't know if I told you guys this too, that I just thought was hilarious and I need to share with you guys because I'm curious if anyone else has done this. But someone, I've actually had a few people ask me like, hey, could you do like a TikTok or a video on how to do accounting and getting your business legally set up, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, every time I get one of those requests, I'm, I'm so grateful for it because I love getting requests from you guys. I think it's so fun to see like what you're interested in. Plus like just knowing that you're interested in my opinion on those things, is just really cool. But that is like the last thing that I feel like I'm a professional at and I'm gonna tell you why. Because we recently hired a CFO, we've been loving our experience so far. But, but the reason we hired a CFO is one, we needed our taxes done professionally. I've only done my taxes myself up until this year. I have no idea how I'm not in jail. Honestly, I probably should be. But also, we learned I thought I was an LLC this whole time, which if you're not familiar with that, and I don't think anyone outside of the states. I hope I haven't already told you guys this. I don't know if anyone outside of the states like if they have like the same businessy terms. I thought it was an LLC, which is basically like a step up from a sole proprietorship. Like a sole proprietorship is like the business, I don't even like I don't know what you call it. It's, like the business name, the business group of like freelancing where you're basically responsible for everything. If you get sued, like people can sue you for your personal assets. It's kind of scary to be a sole proprietor. I don't think many people would recommend it. And most people recommend you know, at least being an LLC because then you kind of separate yourself from your business a little bit more. You know, that kind of thing. I thought I was an LLC for like the past five years. Turns out I'm actually a sole proprietor and I've been also LLC has better taxes than sole proprietorship, I believe. So yeah, I am, I have not even been registered fully to what I thought I was up until like a week ago. I just barely got the thing in the mail that like I am fully registered now as an LLC and now we're trying to get it to be S Corp. So, oh my gosh, that's been such a long process, but I thought that was funny because I just wasn't even registered as business. So, Cool, love that. For me, I am a ten out of ten business owner. Okay, now we're moving on to things I'm reading and listening to. And I keep telling you guys I'm going to like tell you about the shows that I've been watching, and I'm just going to do a quick recap of that because honestly, I haven't watched shows in a long time, and I can't really remember. But the two shows that I really liked recently have been Yellowstone, and i <laughs> I recorded an episode with my husband we wanted to do a joint episode where we talk about like how our business has affected our marriage and like the personal life and how like that relationship between partners in a business works, at least for us personally. Uh, but something happened right after we recorded it and it completely deleted. And on that episode we were just getting into Yellowstone. And so we started talking about how much we hated Yellowstone. We had just finished season one and Guys, I I really did hate the first season, but like I kept watching it because one, it was addicting enough that I felt like I should keep going. But two, I was like, okay, I think that this is just, this is like on purpose. Like I feel like it's supposed to suck on purpose because the characters all suck. Like I don't like anybody. And I feel like that's on purpose because I feel like they're all gonna get a redemption in season two and season three. And like, I can go through a season of, character building and all that stuff where you're getting a lot of background on the characters. I mean, for heaven's sakes, I listened to three books in Throne of Glass. That was completely all character building. So if I can do that with Throne of Glass, I can do that with anything. (laughs) So it wasn't too bad. And I was right in season two and season three. It got a lot better. And I was like switching between, you know, who are my favorite characters? Seriously, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy, you know, Rip's my favorite now. This dude is my favorite, I and mean, keep trying to watch season three, but for some reason it's not downloading on our phone. So no one tell me what happens at the end of season three because we're still trying to watch it. But I do love that show. Uh, and the other show that we really liked, I actually watched this one by myself. Was cheer that was really good. That was so good. I kept seeing all all on TikTok like people talking about like the drama that was happening on there, and I thought it was gonna be like a super drama e show. But honestly, after I finished that show. I had so much respect for cheerleaders and I was kind of sad that I never did cheerleading because it looked so freaking cool. The mental and the physical just determination that that sport requires. I I never knew, like it's insane. If you haven't watched it, it's like a documentary type of film. It's not like a drama-y like Bachelor um, Love Island type of thing, which is for some reason what I was expecting. It's more like a documentary on the, what's it called? On are like the nations like on the united states like top two college cheer teams and how they prepare and everything that goes into it and it was just really wild to see how talented these people are and how devoted and awesome the coaches are too i will say I, i think i like monica a little bit more than the other coach i can't even remember his name and so i was a little sad when i'm gonna i actually i won't spoil it if you're gonna spoil, actually i will spoil it so if you're just skip the next 30 seconds i was sad when monica's team lost I, I was really sad i think i actually stopped watching after that i don't think i finished the last episode or two because i was so sad and i was like great but i hope they do another season because i think it was so interesting and i loved loved watching it and i really got to love all the like i want to say characters but they aren't characters they're real life people i really do love all the people that were on that show and it was oh it was also really cool Something I did appreciate about the show too is one of the cheer members, the cheer team people, one of the people on the cheer team, this is kind of like the drama that was happening. There was actually more drama than this, but they had all these like sex abuse, child abuse, basically allegations against them. And they did a whole episode where they took the victims and they like gave them a chance to tell their story. And it kind of like, diverted away from the cheer thing but you just like it gave them a platform to tell their story and to tell their truth which i really appreciated and i thought that was really cool because i feel like most documentaries they would have just been like you know suspect number not suspect but like victim number one victim number two shortly got over it and like yeah this isn't cool and shared more of how it affected the team but they really let the victims tell their story which i thought was very very cool very appreciative of that That's pretty much my roundup of those two segments. Now let's get into our full segment, our main, our our whole episode. Let's get into the meat of it. Okay, first of all, I wanna give everybody out there who is feeling like they are just surviving and just seriously struggling so hard to keep their head above water in their business, like the biggest, giantest hug ever, because I know it's so hard. I know it's so hard and I don't want anything to ever be triggering for you while we're talking about this like oh my gosh i have to do more or like feeling guilty for being in that stage of life because kind of like what i was talking about my random episodes episode just like one or two episodes ago was that every season that we are in in our business it serves us it serves us and it, there's no use in feeling guilty about being in a hustly survivally type of season in our business because i promise you we have all 110 been there i've been there so many times i mean is it ideal absolutely not is it something we should strive for absolutely not but it happens and feeling guilty about it doesn't help us actually get out of it do you know what i mean we have to recognize that like you know what this is something that is probably helping me right now like how can i look at this as like momentum moving forward and say you know what this isn't a temporary this isn't a forever thing it's temporary so what do i need to do right now to make my future self my present self and that's something again we talk about a lot more on the episode one or two times ago it's the random thoughts episode about taking our future self and making it our present self but i want to kind of bring that into this topic today of how do we get survival mode and oh it is it's a tough one I get it but there is some beauty in it and I'm going to kind of talk about how having these constraints and these busy seasons how I have kind of had to use them strategically in my life because I think we all as just human beings we all as human beings have things that we want to look at as things that hold us back like I'm only 18 years old, I dropped out of college, or maybe it's like, I'm a mom and my time is super limited. It's not going to be the same as everybody else's time or like I am pregnant this year. And so my time isn't going to be as like everybody else's. I've got a mental illness that demands a lot from me and life is just super uncertain or I don't have a certain personality trait. You know what I mean? There are a million things that we tell ourselves should be holding us back in our business. And You guys have heard me say this over and over and over again. But every time we look at like those things that are typically constraints in our business and stop looking at them as things that are holding us back and just look at them as like, you know what? Sometimes this does suck, but it's kind of just like a reality of the situation. And I'm going to treat it again more as like a reality rather than something that should hold me back and like a reason to not do something and get really creative with it anytime we have a constraint or a restraint on how much we can work or how we choose to show up anything like that i think it's a beautiful opportunity for us to get really really creative with how we use our time and how we structure our business your business does not have to look like the person next to you because i promise you they have a totally different background life circumstance than you do And so you've got to be the one to figure out, okay, how am I going to make this work for me? So for example, like this year again, I'm pregnant and I already have two kids and my husband's in his master's. So my time is already really limited and I physically just feel like shit all the time. And it's going to be a little bit unpredictable. Like I have potentially like two or three months where I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't even know if I'm really going to want to work. So I can't really plan on anything for those few months. I'm going to be having another baby so like i just there's so much that's up in the air that i don't know but the things that i do know is i cannot be showing up live i cannot be doing launches i cannot be creating new things i have got to work with what i already have and just make it work and that's a constraint that me and my team are really <laughs> really working through and it's hard sometimes, especially like, oh my gosh, I want to do this new little workshop or I want to do this new little thing. And I'm like, no, like I, I can't, that that's not the reality of my situation. The reality of my situation is that I I can't be doing live launches. I can't commit myself to more time because again, it's the reality of the situation. And once I started looking at my constraints and things like that as realities and just being so, so, so honest about what I actually can and can't do. Not only did it just like like oh, take like a, you know, like some weight off of my shoulders because I didn't have to hold myself to that standard of running my business like somebody else's. I was given this again as this opportunity and this breath, like all of a sudden I just saw so many opportunities. It was like, okay, well, if I, if I can't be the one, like if I if I not even if I can't, but like if I just don't want to do live launches, if I don't want to be the one in my business who is doing all the designing, how am I going to make this work? And what needs to happen in order for me to make that work? And so then we start doing a lot of back end things to make it work, and it's hard to like say no to money maker projects and just work on these back end projects. But I just have to keep telling myself a year from now, you're going to be so freaking grateful that you're doing this. And I I have to also keep that perspective of like, yes, I need to make sure I'm surviving and I'm paying the bills and meeting payroll. But overall, like sometimes I I sacrifice a little bit where I'm like taking a pay cut month to month or, you know, maybe I don't I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like eh, this month I'm okay doing that because in a year from now, I'm going to be so freaking grateful. And every year I look back, I'm like, wow, I am really grateful. Like last year I just kept telling myself with Facebook ads, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And it is. Now we have $15,000 that comes in every single month in revenue that I don't even, I don't have to do anything. Like if I were to just stop my business and just, not do anything, like I would still have $15,000 of revenue coming in for the next 12 months. Do you know what I mean? And so I am so incredibly grateful for that. It's been so worth it. So amazing. Not to mention like our six-figure launch that we did and stuff last year that we talked about at the end of the year episode. And I know you might be thinking like, okay, is that really going to like actually help me get to where I want to go? Or is that just going to kind of help me stay in survival mode? And here's the thing, every single time I have wanted to level up my business, every single freaking time, without a doubt, I have had to choose things in my business to let go. And I have to purposefully really ask myself the question of how I'm going to step away from the business. I think we always think the way to scale and to make more money is to do more, but I found in my business and with everybody that I've coached and so many examples that the way to get more money is to actually do less and it is so freaking counterintuitive. It's actually, at least for me, who's a workaholic, it's a little bit harder to put that faith into systems and into other people and to say, you know what? okay. I'm only working three hours a day. Like, again, how are we going to make this work? Like, what needs to happen? What systems need to be in place? What hiring things need to be in place? But because I, again, put these restraints on my business where I'm like, I only want to work three hours a day. Like, the business just freaking works better. Like, there's nothing that will, like, help you get your crap together in your business than putting a non-negotiable restraint on it. And again, you think it's counterintuitive. You really do think it is. But if you set that, boundary for yourself and make it non-negotiable it's amazing how you will just get it done and how all of your priorities start lining up like decisions that you know that you should have made like a year ago start to come into your your view again and you're like yep yeah that was definitely the right the right move and I should have made that six months ago but that's okay I can make it now you know what I mean you don't have to do it all to have it all In fact, we need to do way freaking less in order to have it all, because I promise you can have it all. You have the time, you can have the dream life, you can have the money while not being in survival mode. And so I think the better question of being like, okay, how can I scale? How can I do more? Is looking at your business and your life first and saying, how can I make this more fun? How can I make this more purposeful? And those are the decisions, again, that just line every single freaking thing up for you. Look at that first. Like, have you guys ever heard of like the profit first method? It's kind of like the Carly fun first method. Like, look at the things in your business that sound fun to you. Of course, I know you need to pay your bills. I know you need to do stuff. Sometimes deadlines happen and stuff, but I promise there's at least one thing in your business that you can either say yes to or no to, That your gut has probably been telling you to do for a really long time, but we've just been maybe ignoring it. And it just doesn't sound fun to you. And so you're like, you know what, I'm just going to let go of that because it doesn't sound fun. And, you know, I'm in a space where I can do that. Look at what you reasonably can say yes and no to in your business and in your life to make it more fun. And that truly... is going to help you scale your business. And I think the reason why that works so much is because when we do more things that sound fun to us, we're just stepping more and more and more into our power, into the things that we were meant to be and the things that we were meant to do. We all have strengths, we all have weaknesses. And so the things that sound fun and easy to us, they sound fun and easy to us, but they probably don't sound fun and easy to other people. And those are probably things that people really admire about us. Those are things we have for a reason. And so I want us to step into that power and that leadership role that we're really supposed to take. Again, just because it's just fun doesn't mean that it's not going to be helpful for other people. In fact, it probably means that it will be so incredibly helpful for people. So I always like to translate like doing more fun things in your business translates into you stepping more into the CEO that you are actually meant to be. Not the CEO that someone else told you you were supposed to be or what X, Y, and Z person is doing or someone else's formula, like the CEO that you were freaking meant to be because you're supposed to be your own person. And there is like this special little CEO spot that's carved out just waiting for you with your dream life, with every dream thing in your business that you could ever want just right there. And it's just it's just waiting for you to like step into it instead of looking and doing like everybody else And i just want to share this one quote and i should have sourced it i'm being really bad at sourcing i honestly just found it on the internet from probably some like business harvard article article or something but i really liked it and i just want to end on it really quick it said if your business demands so much time that it becomes the obstacle that keeps you from doing the things that you've always said you wanted to do it can leave you feeling defeated and depleted no matter how quote unquote successful you are because babes, you can define your own success. You get to decide what that is. I don't care if that's one client a year. I don't care if that's 30 clients a year. I don't care if it's three hours of work a day or 10 hours of work a day. You get to decide. You have the power, get creative. And I'm so excited to see how you guys step into your power and do more fun things in your business. Just, just one more fun thing this week. That's all you got to do. And if you guys will just do one more thing this week, then this podcast will just be a win. Just one more fun thing. And yeah, it'll be a win. That is everything for this week. I will see you guys next week. Love you all. If you want, apply for 10K Girl Gang. It's the best mastermind ever. I would love to see your application. Love to work with you. It's for all of you who are struggling with feeling burnt out, feeling the respect in the industry that you know you deserve getting the prices that you know you should while, again, still having fun in your business. Like, that's the whole point of the 10K Girl Gang is how to do all of that while still having fun and stepping into your power. Then apply for 10K Girl Gang. I'd love to see you there. Uh, And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.